Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Warm welcome to PoweredFloor.tv Big Fight Weekly, episode 37, with myself, Stuart Palmer, and my co-host and cousin, Chris Hugh. How are, How are you doing, we? mate? No. How are yeah. we? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good, mate. I'm looking forward to this, because we are now in the post-fight scenario that we always love after you know doing the pre-fight stuff but chris ufc 267 mm. grappling grappling central to set up submissions absolutely and we have now got the second oldest ufc world champion in the history of the game glover tajera submitting jan blahovic chris and uh, yeah blahovic just looked off color didn't he absolutely yeah. off color for me, he didn't look himself, did he? Um, I'll bring up like the submission picture here. Um, no, he just he didn't get with it. He, you know, he did catch Glover Teixeira, you know, with a, with a few strikes in the second round, but in the first round, Glover Teixeira set him up perfectly. You know what I mean? He backed him up against the cage. He took him down, and when he took uh, Jan Blahovic down, Jan Blahovic just had nothing. He kept that. He kept his guard up. He didn't move his hips. He didn't bring his legs around. You know, to try and push. Glover to share off, and you know, I think he was quite frightened that you know Glover could get a submission that way. He just sort of kept him in his guard, but uh, yeah, Glover to share my man, forty-two years of age, and just rolling the clock back in this fight. You know, he he rocked uh, Jan Blahovic in the second round again. He went straight to that well of taking him down, didn't he? Um, you know, he got inside Jan Blahovic with the strike, and I could say before he took him down, but Jan had no answer from the bottom, did he at all? I'm gonna call you. Glover Tejera, the Renaissance man, Chris, because you know he he'd suffered a lot of losses and he's gone on this. You've got to call it a tear. You've got to call it a tear, and you know for a man of his years. But yeah, we're, I'm going to coin him the Renaissance man. I hope I hope you're all right with that. Yeah, yeah, I, it make, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Really for him, uh, you know, he got that rear naked choke, didn't he? Um, Jan um, tapped quicker than I than I thought. Mm. You know what I mean? I thought he might have tried to held in. I know he had his back flattened, and I know that Glover Tejera had his back. Uh, you know, it it was a difficult one for Jan Blahovic, but it, just, it tapped very quickly. So it made me feel there was something wrong with that jaw. 
because that choke, as I said to you off camera, it wasn't actually under the neck. It was just along the side of the, you know, the bottom half of the jaw. Um, and he tapped very quickly. Um, but you've got to give props to Glover to share her. You know what I mean? He, he's he's done 20 years of this. And, you know, he had that one title fight against John Jones. But this is John Jones. We spoke about John Jones a lot. And we know what you know, happens when people fight him. But, yeah, I'm really, really impressed with Glover Teixeira. Um, okay, he's got a big, big fight coming up with Yuri Protracker whenever that will be next year. But, um, yeah, you got you can't not be not impressed with Glover Teixeira. You know, 20 years. Long and time. Long time trained by John Hackleman as well. Yeah, let's, let, let's, know, just, yeah. let, let's, you know, great. I, I made up for him. I am really made up for the guy. You, you can't help but love the guy. I remember when he was coming through, obviously more so UFC, Prior, you'd know a bit more about him than I did, but I can always remember when he came in and uh, just a likable person, Chris. You know, not not knocking Blahovic, so he's likable as well. Yeah, you know, they yeah. they endear themselves to the fans. They're not much for trash talk, are they, Chris? No, they 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 come and do the fight, don't they? You know, what I mean, Jan sung him happy birthday, didn't he? You know, in a press conference before, you know, a few days beforehand. So you know, there was much respect there. You know, the guys have been through the mill. You know, and you know they've both got to the top of the mountain. Unfortunately for Jan, you know, like I say, even if he loses his next battle against Yuri, it's still a, a momentous sort of occasion for him to become a champion at 42. Um, yeah, really happy. It was a really good card as well. You know, as we go down yeah, the man. fights after this one. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that, that topped it off. Topped it off. I was I was on my way back from Liverpool, mate. So I missed it. I thought I'll be back. I'll be back, but uh, yeah, a little bit, little bit uh, waylaid on the beer, mate, on Saturday. But I have managed to see everything now. And uh, Chris, are we are we going to move on to the co-main, or have we got some questions and comments or anything? No, we'll move on, mate. We'll move on. Okie dokie. So Peter Yan, as Chris has so eloquently put, dominates. Corey Sandhagen, Chris. I was looking at the scorecards. 49-46 to Jan. Do you feel that's a fair assumption on the cards? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I think they put their game plan forward. Um, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Petty Jan put it together, didn't he? And I said to you last week, it was all about the pressure with Petty Jan and his slick boxing. And he was working that uh, body with the leg kick as well. So, you know what I mean? It was really putting a lot of pressure on Sanhagen. Sanhagen was, you know... His whole game plan was really, really good. You know what I mean? He was moving around, his head movement, his mm. footwork. But Peter Yan was just finding home for the striking, you know, the jabs to the hooks over and over again, especially that body kick. You know, Sanhagen again himself was trying to go for the body shots. You saw him in the first couple of rounds. He's going low, then high, high, then low. It was, you know, trying to sort of confuse Jan. But I think once Jan figured him out in the second round, it was game over for Sanhagen. And Sand Sandhagen actually landed more. I was looking at stats and stuff like that, but Jan Peter Jan obviously had the most devastating strikes in terms of damage. So, you know, it, it was I don't know. Do you think Corey Sandhagen would be better going up a division? Because he's five eleven. He's a big he's a big old boy in terms of height. Do you think one three five's a bit bit of a stretch for him? Uh, no, no, I don't think it is. I, I just think at this point in time, you know, I mean, you face the the elite people, yeah, in yeah, division, don't they? And yeah. On on, the, on this night, it, it, it was just you know, Jan was too much for Sané, and Sané can go back to the well. Look, there's plenty of fights below him that you can get back on track with. You know, 
I, I think Algernon Sterling will be shitting his knickers after watching this because I think Jan looked fantastic. And uh, when they when, when them two cross paths in the octagon again, I can't see nothing but a Jan destroying him. I'm making a point of it as well because of the whole knee to the head and the Oscar-winning performance that Algernon Sterling you know performed on that night. Um, I, I I think Jan's going to control this division. Now, this weather depends now with Henry Cejudo wants to come back because obviously there's a lot of conversation. He does sort of prime in here and there, doesn't he? Um, I'd like to see Jan versus uh, Henry Cejudo as well, you know, if Henry decides he ever wants to come back to MMA because that would be really interesting. It's a good good shout, good shout, Chris, absolutely. I can see we've got Albert Barlow and we've got Sam Knight on Facebook watching us. So welcome, gents. Welcome to the two of you guys. And yeah, Chris, does Aljamain Sterling... Dodge, dodge him though. Does I think he he's going to try his best. I think he's got he's got previous, you know, after after that shambles of a uh, victory, or will victory. Yeah. So as you say, Sahudo might get himself in the reckoning. It's possible. It's uh, possible. You know, if there is if there is shenanigans from Aljamain outside the cage, I, I think I'd rather see Henry Sahudo versus Petty Ann, If I'm honest with you, I think that that you know you've got the Olympic wrestler that you know he. That as much as he talked shit, did Henry Cejudo? He did back it up in the, in the octagon. He backed it up and he beat people. He was beat, you know, fought in, he fought in front of him. Um, he, he was getting better. I thought, you know, he did use his wrestling, but he was using his strikes as well, which was obviously all new to him when he first came into mixed martial arts. But he was getting it all together. So it was a shame when he left because you know he did, you know, he made double champion, didn't he? He beat Dominic Cruz, then left. I still thought there was a lot of fights out there for Henry Cejudo to have, and I think Peter Arm versus Henry Cejudo. I, I think more wets the mouth of MMA fans than another Algerbin Sterling Peter Yan. But yes, Sterling's going to have to fight him at some point. A fantastic performance from Peter Yan. We will keep you abreast of everything that is going on with Peter Yan in the in the subsequent months. We'll see who gets matched up. Absolutely, we will cover that. I know Chris will be, you know, loving covering that when we hear more information on who the next opponent is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. And then moving on to an absolutely superb performance. Chris, and as you said to me off camera, he's bypassed the top contenders now, surely. With, you know, beating Dan Hooker, you know, Dan Hooker, you can't take it away from him. He's fought the best, another loss for him. But mm. yeah, he's now calling for the next title shot at 155, Chris. And uh, what a performance. Again, grappling and, and the submission and, and Dan Hooker, that, that was all, all she wrote for Dan Hooker. Yeah, um, you know, I thought Dan Hooker would have tried, well, tried to sort of, I'm not to say try. I thought he might have escaped the first round against Makachev. Um, but no, Makachev took him down. He knew exactly he wanted that Kimura. He saw he, he had that Kimura, that arm trapped behind yeah. uh, Dan Hooker's back. As soon as he took him down, he turned him on the side uh, and he was going for that arm. It was a point where I, I think Dan Hooker must have known that, that it was game It was game over. It was all she wrote. He could have broken that arm, I think, if, if Dan Hooker didn't. Because obviously Dan Hooker had to say, I quit. He couldn't tap because his, his, his other arm was... Was stuck and I don't think he could move his legs. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It was, it's not the most ideal, is it? No, and I, I think it was, verbal, I think it was a verbal quit. Yeah, just, yeah. You know, there's no shame in it because I think no. if he didn't quit, if you saw how high that arm went up in that Kamora, mm. Makachev was probably, I'd say, inches away from snapping that from its shoulder. And I think it he would have done it as well. I think he like, would have done it. Look, that, that's like you know if you, when you look at that visually, that's being tied up like a pretzel right there, Chris. You see, the That's... thing with, see, with Khabib and Makachev and what they used to do, they take you down and uh, we get to Shamayev, he does it as well. 
they they hook the legs as soon as they take you down they hook mm. their legs along your legs and then they drag you and that's what they you know that is this what you know really Eastern in, european grappling is all about you're in quicksand then you're in quicksand yeah. then aren't you absolutely it was good. You know, I mean, he had a bit of cockiness in his post-fight interview. You know, with uh, Daniel Cormier. You know, calling out uh, Gaethje and Chandler, saying they've been and done it. Why they they're too old? And I thought, yeah, that's good. You know, that's what he needs. Khabib was like that. You know, he, he was a bit cheeky, wasn't he? You know, very professional, and respectful. Yeah, but yeah. When needs to be to sell a fight, yeah, he did it. And um, Makachev, you know, I mean, he could get the next out shot. Just. Uh, Chandler and Gaethje obviously will get to today. They Absolutely. fight obviously this weekend. Yeah, he could bypass them or. Maybe one of them could fight him. Possibly. But we'll look forward to that as well into the future. But yeah, he's definitely, definitely knocking on the door for that title shot. But yeah, moving on, Chris. Another oh, oh sorry, on. sorry. The boss man, John Scott. Hello. Afternoon, John. Hope you're well, mate. Great shows are like. Thank you very much, mate. We appreciate Cheers, it. We appreciate that. Lewis, how are you, mate? Hope you're well up there in Scotland, bud. Hope you're all good, pal. Dan Terra Sports Inc. Hello, mate. How are you? How are you doing, You're Dan? good. You're good. Right, we'll move on, Stuart, to Woo! Yes, absolutely. Another one of your, you know, one of your favourites, Chris. You know, you've tipped him for a long, long time now. And uh, and mm. again, again, grappling was king on the night of UFC 267. And uh, what, what a shown from him. You know, he, he's fought at middleweight as well, hasn't he, Chris? I mean, you know, at, at six foot two. I, I, it, it's not going to be a problem. I think he could go up. That's what I was thinking. I know he's got stuff to do at welterweight first, but um, I think he's a problem. He could be a problem in both divisions, couldn't he? Yeah, uh, he beat uh, on, on his on his first two fights for the UFC in Abu Dhabi. He, he fought within a week, if you remember that. He, he beat our own Aaron Phillips, the Welshman, um, destroyed him. Then fought Roy, uh, Royce McKee. He was a Northern Irish who's obviously been let go by the UFC now, absolutely dismantled him. Um, but this is the kind of guy he is. He's been away for almost a year with uh, COVID, uh, but he's back and he's back with a bang. I don't even think uh, Li Jiangying actually uh, uh, hit him with one punch and that whole entire fight, you know? Uh, I think, you know what I mean? As you say, in this event, it was grappling was king. Unbelievable. Jemayev, like Makachev, uh, are just elites above everybody when it comes to that grappling. This is why it's mouthwatering to think, you know, if you can get another fight, which I feel like it'll probably be Neil Magny next for Hazmat Shemaev, which is good and it makes sense because uh, I think Neil Magny will be probably just above him in the rankings now. I think Shemaev will jump straight into the top 10. And I think then we can see where he goes from there because Neil Magny's been around. He's fought some of the best. Neil Magny, you know, all round is really good. I don't know if he can handle Shemaev, but is, he might be able to. This is, is good and interesting to see. Is Shemaev going to be champion, Chris? I'll ask. In your in your mind, in your mind, will he be will he be champion at one seventy first and foremost? I don't know because it's Usman, man, and Usman, will, which we'll see this weekend because he's got a tough opponent in Covington. Uh, I think either of them two could cause problems for Chimaev. Uh, they're very unorthodox of their that their sort of wrestling as well. Don't forget, they're both coming through the collegiate wrestling scene. Is Usman and Covington, so they're well versed in the grappling sense. I just, uh, I just don't know because you know. They're both good at striking as well. We haven't seen much of Shemaev. I know he, he knocked out, I can't remember the last guy's opponent, um, Gerald, uh, I can't remember, I can't pronounce his second name, but he knocked him out in his third fight. But you're not going to be knocking out Usman in a Kevin Smith. No. But they're going to be really difficult uh, opponents. But it's possible. I think he's got more of a shot against Izzy, you know? I think because Izzy, Jan showed the, the 
the sort of the blueprint to Izzy by taking him down. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Shamayev's obviously got much, much better take um, takedown offense than Jan Blahovic. I think he could take Izzy down, you know. I think he could Izzy a, more of a fight than I think he could Usman. But, you know, as he progresses, he's still a young lad. It, you know, he's got a lot of a lot of time to learn all these things. Who knows with it, you know, the sport, as we saw in the main event, can throw some different road paths in the way, can't it, you know? One minute you think this guy's going to win and the next minute that guy wins. This is what's so interesting about the sport. Fantastic. Again, another brilliant performance from Shemaev, you know, highly touted, highly touted. The Russian-born Swede. I will get that one in as well. So, yeah, another fantastic performance from Dan Terra Sporting. Hello, mate. Any news on Jake versus Tommy then? Yes, oh, yes. We have got news on that where it's been shown so I can see Tommy smash him up and put an end to the polls in boxing. Hmm. Uh, I think, um, is it 16th or the 18th of December? Uh, I saw that come out. I did post it to you, didn't I, the other day? It'll be BT um, Sport. It'll be BT Sport for us in the UK. That's, um, yeah, uh, I think that's a given. They're definitely penciled down for December. I think I have a 16th or the 18th, um, Dan. Um, but yeah. I think we'll uh, go more into that when we get closer to Absolutely. it. I don't want to sort of break too much down of it now and then have nothing rest, nothing to say. I think there'll be a lot of shenanigans going on, you know, going towards Jake Paul and uh, Tommy Fury. Uh, but well, I want to break that down when we get a bit closer and there's a bit more to talk about, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Heels rules. Didn't know you was on today. We did. We did say that. We, we did last Thursday and we said Monday. Yeah, but yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Bit bit rushed because we weren't sure on times and stuff like that. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, we are here though. Hello, all heels rules. Haha, <laughs> Tommy will destroy him. Chris will beg to differ on that. Chris yeah, will beg. Uh, Chris will beg to differ with you on that. With, uh, it's yeah. not. It, it's not skill set. It's not skill set. Um, I just think uh, it's just pressure with uh, the whole Tommy and Jake thing that's going to ruin Tommy. I think. But like I say, I want to talk about that more when we I'll get closer say, to the yeah. fight. Plenty of time. Brett Thomas, Jake Paul, latest. Jake is girls band strips down and wears devil horns in racy Halloween show. Jake slammed Fury ahead of their fight, saying it's time he stopped living off Molly May Hague. Jake Paul W. That's uh yeah, that, that's the case in point right there for Mr. Thomas, who has covered covered the pull since February on this show. So there you go. And how are He's you on... both? We're, we're good, mate. We're good. You're the inside knowledge for the Paul brothers, Brett. Yeah. Absolutely. I can see there's going to be some slanging matches in the comments in the uh, next oh, month yeah. and a half. Next I month and a half is going to be right. juicy leading up to it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, 100%. Are we, are we moving on, Chris? Have we got anything else? Yes, we are. Our UK prospect, Chris, Lerone Murphy. Bit of a bit of a shaky first round from him. It was 10-9, the first round to Amir Carney, yeah. Chris. But he weathered it. And what a brutal knee strike knockout, as you said there in the headline. But yeah, he, he weathered it, didn't he? Because um, he was getting, he wasn't having, he didn't have the best of first rounds, did he? But he's coming through it and he's got the W, which we're all, you know, really happy for him in the UK that he's got it, Chris. Yeah, it was, I, I agree. It was a difficult first round for Lerona Murphy. Uh, Lerona Murphy. Amir Carney does this to a lot of fighters. He takes them out and he blankets them. You know, he goes tries to go for the submission, but you know what I mean? He's pot shots here, but he's like a blanket when he gets hold of you. I think Lerone Murphy got a bit of a shock in that first round. I think he got his tactics a bit wrong. Mm-hmm. But as you say, in the second round, he stuffed a couple of takedowns before that devastating knee, got a few strikes off. And I think once he got that measure of Amir Carney, bang, that knee, 
right up the middle, cleans out and shuts the lights off of Amir Carney. Good night. There's a couple of follow-up punches he didn't really need to do, but that's just what they do, isn't it, now and again. But, yeah, fantastic victory for Lerone Murphy. I think I'll go with the question that I do, you know, most weeks too, yeah, and for this one we will. A, a fight, put your, put your, you know, your head on that you were going to make the next fight for him. Who's 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 a man that you'd like to see Lerone get in there with next, Chris? What's a good... What's a good test for him? Let me get the rankings up, mate. He's gonna, he's gonna get our uh, nice graphic rankings up here now through Google. Uh, just give me a second because I need to, because uh, it all could have changed now, you know, from the weekend. So update, updated, yeah. Yep. So I'll just get it up now for you. Lovely uh, Ghibli. Yeah, fantastic performance from Lerone. Absolutely brilliant. You know, weather in that first round as well as we've said. And uh, yeah, beautiful knee strike. And here we are. Here are the rankings. Chris is just going to scroll through. And there there you can see him there. He's at 20. Has that changed, Chris? Yeah, because I think he was a lot. I think he was in the 30s. Um, so it's a good, it's a good, it's a good jump. You know, you've got two gov there above. I'm looking, Andre, Andre Feely, Cub Swanson a bit higher up, Chris. So yeah, in and around that area, who would you think would be a good test for him next? Depends on how far you he's going to jump isn't it really um bryce mitchell would be a really interesting fight you know bryce mitchell um is a also a, a good wrestler he beat andre fairly uh andre Feely quite easily mm-hmm. in decision uh, a few months ago um yeah bryce mitchell because he's um look murphy's come out and said he wants to test himself against wrestlers i mean carney obviously is known for his wrestling so um yeah bryce mitchell would be a good one Andre Feely, but I think Andre Feely's coming off a loss. I think you want him to match him with someone with a, on a win, don't you, really? Um, yeah, I think Bryce Mitchell. I think Bryce Mitchell will be a good there, test for him. There we go. We'll get on to Dana White about that one, Chris. <laughs> Matchmaking. Yeah, Chris Hume, Chris Hume, matchmaking there. So, yeah, fantastic performance. We had to, We love putting a bit of an onus on our UK fighters when they're on, Chris, don't we? So, yeah, nice to see him in the win column. 3-0-1 now. So, he's coming along nicely, isn't he, Chris? I, listen, I've got a lot. I've, I've, there's a lot of, of skill set that Ron Murphy's got to work on. Obviously, take down the fence, but mm-hmm. once he figured it out, uh, he looked really good against Amir Carney. Against top, uh, tougher wrestlers, he's not going to get that opportunity. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he's going to work solid. But yeah, I know. Um, he, he's happy with that, Mister Thomas. Sorry, he's, he's happy with your words about the falls. Everyone will eat their words again. Well done, Chris. I jumped in then as you were no. flying with Larone. Um, no, listen, I, I, it's not the skill set that Tommy Fury, Jake Paul, I, I, I'm going on about. We said this when I spoke, we spoke to Steve and I uh, sort of disagreed with what Steve said. But, you know, he understood where I was coming from. It was all about it's all about this pressure. And nobody does pressure like Jake Paul. And, then, you know, before I, before I stop and carry on with the show, Tommy, Tommy Fury's got a lot of pressure, you know, from his dad saying he's going to retire him on the spot. He's getting his name changed to Tommy Fumbles for a year. You know, who wants fucking that? There's a lot of pressure. And, you know, facing someone like Jake Paul who can wind you up. Tommy Tommy Fury could be up for adoption before the year's end. No, possibly, you know. It, it, it's it's going to be, it's a difficult one. I'm not saying skill set because Tommy Fury could go out there and bang him. Um, and I am not objecting to that. I just mental, Do you think it's the mental side here? Is that a bit, could that be his unravelling? Is that where yeah. you're going with it? And it just didn't look good in his last fight on uh, on the Jake Paul Woodley undercard against uh, you know it's a featherweight uh, mm-hmm. wrestler. Uh, uh, I can't remember what the yeah. guy's name. Fights in I can't, but, but he yeah, didn't look just, good. He didn't look good in no. that. And it's get. I, I just think he's got. There's a lot 
going into this fight for him. But like I said, that's something I'll talk. We'll talk about as we get fantastic, closer. fantastic UFC two sixty seven, Chris. And now we go into the preview portion of the show because we've got UFC two sixty eight headlined by two guys who probably the most beef within the UFC, within the realms of combat sports, but they get back in there, Chris, for a second time. Kamaru Usman was devastating in the end, in, in the first fight. It was fantastic. But yeah, Chris, does this change? Does Colby do something different? That is my first question to you. Or is Kamaru just, by way, you know, just too far, too far ahead now, especially in his last, you know, performances? And, and, you know, he's had the beating of him once. Just going back to that mental side, it was the same for the boxing. Do you think mentally it's just going to be too much for Colby? I don't think, no, I don't think, listen, Kobe Covington has got, can handle pressure. Um, he, he, you would have seen that in the first fight, you know what I mean? This is uh, the closest fight Usman's had yeah, ever yeah. in the UFC. Um, and he pushed Kamara all the way until Usman hit his jaw with those devastating right hands. Which, which we've seen in the last couple of fights against Gilbert Burns, against uh, uh, Masvidal, he's just he's he's got this power and he's figured out this power now. The, my only issue with this is, Kobe Covington's only fought once since they last fought, and that was against mm-hmm. Tyron Woodley, where we've seen Usman fight three times mm-hmm. since. Do you know what I mean? It, I feel like if if you've got to be in there, like, like we always say about certain fighters that disappear and come back, uh, they were elite once, but then they're never the same because they take too much time off. It might be the case that Covington's obviously waited out Usman or just couldn't get a fight after Woodley or didn't want to fight that after Woodley. He wanted Usman immediately, but Usman obviously had to defend the next in lines. Um, I just think Usman's got too much for him. I think this will go. I think this will be very close, though. I do not see this being a uh, an Usman knockout like he did to Masvidal. Covington's not mm. stupid enough to to fall in line with that that right hook that you know that power hand of Usman. You know he's very good at striking himself. He's very unorthodox with his striking as Kobe Covington. Awkward, very awkward. Um, and we see him with Usman against Masvidal. He can get caught as well when he gets a bit too overexcited with those right hands. Um, but I think uh, I do think it's going to go the same way. I think I, I don't know if Usman will finish him this time, but he could. But I feel like Usman probably get their decision on this. I think it'll be close. You could even go, you could say this could be a split. Because Covington, I could say, is so awkward in what he, how he sort of positions himself with the striking and how he takes people down, puts you against the cage. It, it, it's, you know, I don't why, think it's be, Go on. Why, why has he only had one fight in the time that Kamara, I know Kamara's got the fender belt, I get that. Why, why only the one fight? You know, and as you're saying, it, being the, the inactivity, could be could be detrimental, you know. Could he could he be yeah. a bit could he be a bit rusty, Chris? You know, I know they're training. I know they're training all the time for the fights. But yeah, the inactivity. It, it, I I worry. I worry for him. I really well, do. I really well, this, do. Yeah. Well, I, no, I totally agree. That's why I brought it up. Um, yeah. I don't know whether because he beat Woodley, and I think yeah, he's next in line. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he was more in line than Masvidal because Masvidal lost to uh, Usman in Abu Dhabi, didn't he, last year? And then he got the rematch this year got knocked out by Usman. I, I still think Covington probably sh- probably should have got the next in line over Masvidal. But yeah. Masvidal sells tickets, doesn't he? I know Kobe Covington does as well. Yeah. But because because of the way Masvidal is at the moment, he's, everyone wants to see him. And we'll see in Masvidal versus Edwards in December. And I can't wait to, you know, we cover that one. Um, but I, I, I just think he probably waited out Usman, knowing that he is next in line. He didn't need to fight anyone. I just think mm-hmm. maybe he could have picked someone up 
just to you know not fall behind because you know, I think I think he he fought Woodley last year in August. That's you know it's well over twelve months now to when they fight this weekend since Kobe Covington was inside an octagon. It's it's that four inch reach factor. We know Usman's striking has become you know. He, he's developed them coming to you know one of the one of the best strikers in the whole of MMA. Do you feel that four inches could be could be a problem? No, because if you watch the first fight, um, Kobe Covington was getting in there and he was it was hitting Usman with strikes. Mm. He it was and he did he did stumble um, Usman like Gilbert Burns stumbled Usman in that fight. He can be hit. This is this is the thing with Usman. He, he has to tighten things up because don't forget he's naturally coming from a grappler to a striker. You know, mixing between stri- uh, grappling and striking. Something people get like Johnny Hendricks, for example, finally got this power in his hand and they forget all about their grappling and then they get caught because they're just trying to single out this right hand, you know, like a rocket and try and knock everyone out. I don't think Usman's that stupid. I think he's going to mix everything up. But as you, like I said against Masvidal, you did see, and against Gilbert Burns, he does get clipped. Kevinson might have seen that and thinking, I can get in there. I just, I think Usman's just better than everybody in that division. And he beats everyone over and over again in that division. Um, I don't know if you know this, but did you hear him call out he wanted Canelo in boxing? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Not, not, yeah. not for me. Not for me. No, 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 I, no, no not, not Canelo. We've seen how devastating yeah. it is. Yes. In, yeah. in, in, box, in a boxing format, no disrespect to Kamara. No. Fantastic in mixed martial arts. No. The ground game's there as well, you know, as much as he's you know been heralded for his for his striking. But yeah, a bridge too far probably for him. I, I think uh, so. I think the, so. Yeah, but hey, at least he's ambitious. Chris, are we moving on to another rematch? And yeah. Rose Namajunas, who's been underdog so many times throughout her career, and you know Zhang Weili was heavy favourite in the first fight, upset the odds. As Rose likes to do, as we've seen with Joanna Jacek many years, you know, previous. So yeah, Chris, the rematch. And do you see this one going differently to how the first fight went? Because she shocked, she shocked people. Which you know, she, she I, I think she's always been classified as an underdog as Rose. Uh, well, that, there's the finish for you right there. When yeah. she looked low, she would look low. I went high. Um, caught Whaley Young completely unaware of that, that that leg kick as they always say it's the ones you don't see that ones that hurt you um i i think it'll go differently i think i still think rose can win this fight um you know really big on Wei Liang when we first covered the first fight these two had um and i thought Wei Liang might have pinched it because Wei Liang striking is um absolutely brilliant in the strawweight division you saw how you know her and you know one of your j jack when you just mentioned they had a bomb burner of a fight when they fought uh, but you saw the class uh, and the technical and the slickness of uh, Weili Yang striking. We didn't get to see this in this fight, really, because Rose Namajunas just popped her with that fantastic leg kick to the chops and cleared her eye out. Um, I, th- I don't think you're going to see this. I don't think you're going to see a quick knockout in this one. I think this could go all five rounds. Which, uh, think, which would be nice to see. see. You know, you, that'd be good to see him showcase everything they can do. You know, Whaley, Whaley's going to be looking to, she needs, you know, she needs performance this time round, doesn't she? I'd say there's a lot of pressure on her this time round. I, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of people had their heavy favourite in the first fight, myself included. But yeah, maybe we will get to see a five rounder, as you say, Chris. And hopefully yeah, we do. I don't think people got to see Whaley Ang's uh, skill set in that first fight because Nami Yunus was a bang out, see you later. Um, I know Carl Esposa 
as far as the stories, I think next in line for these two. I think she's she's been a bit put out recently. Uh, these two rematched. I think this makes sense that these two need to rematch because it's such a quick knockout. We didn't get to see the the fight, and I think this is going to be a brilliant fight. You say about Chandler and Gaethje off camera stealing the show. This fight most definitely could steal the show if it gets going. Two fantastic ladies, you know, straw weight, fantastic. Can't wait for that. And uh, Chris, have we got comments? Are we moving on? Moving on, Michelle Chandler. I miss your Gaethje as they ballot out for the next shot at 155, Chris. Now, you know, we have spoken <laughs> about Makachev jumping up the first now before these two. But yeah, this is my one. This is my fight of, of the night. I think it's got it all. Explosiveness. Chris, what are your thoughts? Listen, they're both really good at wrestling. Uh, they, and they don't always use their wrestling, but it's a good backup to use if they're getting if they're getting touched up and, and they and then they can't sort of handle the, the pressure of the strike and they've got that wrestling background that they can put you on your ass and, and stifle the striking game. Um Chandler's got a rocket of that right hand. He's very quick for a small guy, but you know what I mean? He, you've seen him, he's built like a brick shit house. Um Gaethje, on the other hand, Gaethje can take a punch. Gaethje throws those disgusting calf kicks that completely put people out of the game. But also he can strike Stewart and he hits hard. You saw in the Tony Ferguson fight how Tony Ferguson took all those strikes from Justin Gaethje and still managed to last five rounds is beyond me. But you saw the power in Justin Gaethje. You saw kind of saw it in the Khabib fight when he caught Khabib with those leg kicks. Yeah. Khabib didn't like them, um, but he, you know Khabib just, just beats everyone just like John Jones does. He, he just finds a way. Um, but this this fight's interesting for me is can Chandler keep his gas tank because against Charles Oliveira. He blew his gas tank when he when he he dropped Charles Oliveira in that first round and went hell for leather for the finish. In the second round, you could see he was gassed, got caught, and got finished. Justin Gaethje, on the other hand, has an absolute monster. Well, he's worked it out now. He's he's got a better gas tank. He's much better with his striking. He's not going hell for leather. You know, just getting taking one to give one. Mm-hmm. You saw that against Tony Ferguson. Um, this could go either way, but. I'm going Justin Gaethje. Because I just think he's okay. I just think he's got the power and he can take a punch. Do you know what I mean? I I yeah, I, I but, get that. I get that totally. This reminds me of um, Eddie Alvarez versus Michael Chandler. Because them two had some and they were both very similar, like Gaethje and Chandler are. Yeah. Them two are very similar. And obviously Gaethje's been in with Eddie Alvarez. Um yeah, and that was all over the place. It was you know, there was blood pouring everywhere, there was sweat everywhere. I mean, they were tired, but they were throwing bombs. They were on the ground throwing bombs. There were submission attempts. This could be exactly like that Eddie Alvarez fight that Chandler had. Absolutely. And yeah, this is my standout bout in the night, which, you know, the card is chucked to bits as it is. But yeah, I'm going with that one. I think that's going to be the fight. That's going to be the battle, both men. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what a great, you know, great standard bearers for 155. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah. Um, yeah, but Makachev could jump them. Um, no matter. But I think it depends on how good this fight goes this weekend. Like you say, if this fight's like a, a like a, a war, I think Makachev might have to wait a bit longer because if, if it goes the way we speak about it, it is a war. One of them has to get the title shot after Poirier and uh, Charles Oliver fight in December. But there are two other fights. I'm not. Well, I'm going to cover them next weekend because we'll press yeah, yeah. time. But yeah. we've got the debut with um, the Irish Machine and Ian. Ian Gary, he's making this debut this weekend, and I'm telling you now, you're gonna when you watch it, Stuart, you see Ian Gary, he's, he's gonna blow you out the water. You think Conor McGregor's good, but this guy is next level in Irish in Irish MMA. You'll is see he, this. Is he a straight blast as well? 
No. Where's Where's he been trained? I I did have I did have it in my notes the other week actually. Yeah, I know you've been touting him, and I've seen many you know UK based Irish based fighters come through. You know when you you've told you've told us well ahead of time that they're going to be something. So yeah, if you're saying he's going to be you know better than he's McGregor, I will take that. He's, he fights out of Stanford MMA, mate. Right. This okay. But obviously, we get not just Ian Gary who's fighting this weekend as his debut. We've got Alex Pajera, who also was training uh, Glover to share. If you watch the countdowns, he was training Glover to share for Jan Blahovich this weekend. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, the weekend just gone. Um, he's fighting, making his debut again. There's another narrative to Alex Pajera that he beat Izzy in the last kickboxing fight. I think he knocked Izzy out in that last kickboxing fight as well. So there's a narrative there, and obviously he's fighting at middleweight. So maybe, if he's good enough, not all kickboxers trans, uh, translate into MMA very well. But, you know, hopefully this could work and we could see a big narrative. And Izzy's got an opponent to look forward to if he gets past Whitaker. Perfect, perfect. So, yeah, as you say, that was the undercard, some guys on the undercard as well. And we'll get to see them. And then uh, I'd just like to say you can sign up and subscribe to Powerful.tv, 30-plus wrestling promotions available. You're not just paying for one. You can watch the whole entirety of the video library. Loads of stuff coming up, loads of UK-based wrestling shows, a few American ones as well, $7.99 a month. I implore you to sign up. Fantastic from Rich and John. All that yeah. wrestling, all that wrestling for one price at seven ninety nine a month. I'm moving on to the boxing, and uh, yeah, I've heard people bigging up Caleb Plant, Chris, against the pound for pound best boxer on the planet. There's no question of that. Uh, even Andre Ward, who's trained with Caleb Plant, has said they don't realise what power Caleb's got. I'm still not. I'm still not buying that this guy's got a chance against the pound for pound king in boxing. No, but can I can I uh, put this picture back on here because this uh, this picture might mark out how the fight goes. because <laughs> it's just a slip of Canelo when Plant throws that punch and just slips him with ease and just cracks him and cuts him open. That to me, yeah, it just shows you how the fight will go. Canelo, as you say, is pound for pound the best boxer on the planet at the moment. He's beating everybody that was undefeated. He's beating people above him who were, you know, we would class at Lomachenko, one of the best in the world, Golovkin. He's got up and beat them, come back down, hasn't he? He, he beat our Billy Joe, and Billy Joe never lost a fight until he fought Canelo. Um, listen, Canelo is a beast. Canelo is like, I think, um, if we look back and go back to an MMA fight, uh, think of Petty Yan. He lets the guys have a few rounds, doesn't he? Works them out and then yeah, yeah. implements his plan. And it, it's too much. He's ferocious. Everything he does, and it's not just the power, it's the movement and his head movement. It just, it, uh, he's dangerous. Uh, I, I do think Caleb Plant's getting shoved out there, mate. It's, it's going to be a KO victory for Canelo in this, and he's going to make it look fucking easy because he's just too good. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get people's thinking on Caleb Plant now. They can say he's going to beat him. Uh, power and all this, Canelo's the most powerful man in there, hands down. No yeah. one's beating him, as we've said before. The only time he looked ordinary was against Floyd at a lower weight. You know, he's got he, he's got the frame to be at the level he's at. I still maintain, I, I still maintain Canelo can go up to light heavy as well, and I think that might happen sooner rather than later. I really what's he, do. Well, what he if he? Well, I'm not saying if when he beats Caleb Plant this weekend because it's not an if. I think you know what I mean. It's, 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 it's a safe bet here. Um, where is there anyone else in this division for him? Once he... 
there's like Jamal Charlo, Benavidez, there's people like that, isn't there? But like, and Caleb Plant's calling them out as well. And I'm just Brilliant. thinking to myself, get past get past, yeah, yeah. It's just maybe, maybe he's trying to be positive, you know, to be in a positive mindset. I suppose if you were negative, yeah, you've got to believe you can go in there and do something. I no, kind no, of yeah. Get, I kind yeah. of get that. If he if he starts being negative, we don't see it that all too often, do we? You know, everyone's positive pre-fight. So I suppose they're getting him in that mindset, as we've said before, mental and physical, but a lot of the time it's the mental side, isn't it? Listen, he just got slipped and punched in the press conference by yeah. Canelo. I think that weighs on your mind. If he can do that without, you know, not even being a boxing fight, you've got no hope. So Listen, yes. I like Canelo. I love everything about him. Saturday evening, Sunday for us in the UK. So Saturday for you guys in the USA. And we look, we look excuse me, we look forward to that. It'll be for, you know, all the marbles, undisputed super middleweight champion. But heavy, heavy, heavy for Canelo on that one, Chris. And, and we'll move on to a fight that was on domestic shores for us. Croatia's Alan Babic, too powerful for the veteran American Eric Molina. How this wasn't stopped earlier, I do not know. Obviously, we were meant to have Dylan White versus Otto Valin. But still yeah. a good good atmosphere at the O2 in London, Chris. And uh, how this wasn't stopped sooner, I don't know. Molina had a bit of success early on. And after that, Babic was just, as his uh, attire says, savage across mm -hmm. the waistband there. Savage by name, savage by nature. Uh, yeah, and they were saying it's a big step up for Babic. You know, that's 10-0 now. This is his biggest fight. And Molina's been in there with people, as I said last week. You know, Molina has had tests. He's been in with you, some of the best heavyweight champions in, in the current times. But, yeah, just too much, too powerful. And as I say, yeah, should have been stopped earlier. Listen, he's too good. He was too good for Molina, wasn't he? Uh, I don't think, as you say, once Molina got figured out by Babic, he wasn't liking those uh, those right hooks. So devastating. Um, yeah, I, I think it could, should have been stopped earlier. Uh, there was a lot of fight in the UFC this weekend, Stuart. Um that are really dreadful refereeing. Wasn't as bad as this one, mind you. But yeah, it should have been stopped. Babic looked just too much for Molina. You know what I mean? Molina's been there, as you say, been and done it. Couldn't handle Babic. I'm interested to see where Babic goes from here now, if I'm honest. I think one of the I think one of the UK guys, to be honest with you. You know, uh, like brought it before. Fabio Wardley would be a good test for him. Uh, you know, we were talking to Steve about Fabio Wardley last week as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some good domestic battles. You know, well, he's from Croatia, but, you know, he's obviously under the uh, under the matchroom umbrella, should I say. Uh, so, yeah, someone domestic maybe. You know, he's, he's into double figures now. They're going to be looking to step it up, aren't they? He's took out... He's took out an old war horse in Molina. So, yeah, that's that's the way I see that one going now. You know, it's it's stepping it up, isn't it? It's getting him getting him into the belt contention, you know, whether that be a continental title or a European title. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, the good showing from him. Good showing. Uh, you know, they, they put this one together last minute off the back of uh, Dillian White and and uh, Valin being scrubbed off. So, yeah, good good performance all round. And, uh, yeah, Eddie Hearn has been hot on Arthur Babich for some time. So, yeah, good performance. And moving on, Chris, a bit of boxing news. Only announced today, matchroom again, Mr. Eddie Hearn. We've got Connor Bent and Katie Taylor on the matchroom doubleheader, December the 11th. So, yes, some good stuff coming up in December, Chris. And this is no exception. Sorry, mate. Um... No, it's all right. Listen, not it's not just uh, big fights in UFC, big fights in boxing in December, as you can see. And uh, have they got an opponent? Have they mentioned not, any? Not as, not as yet. This is very much uh, this is very much hot off the press. 
at the moment. So yeah, we'll be covering this. I'm sure in the next week or two we'll know who they're getting. Uh, but yeah, Connor Connor Ben is well, fantastic. He's world championship material. There's no question about that. He, he look, I know you're I know you're a big fan of Connor as well, Chris. And uh, Katie Taylor, Katie Taylor just gets better and better defending the titles. She's fantastic. What a great you know patron for Irish boxing and European boxing. But yeah, that'll be a good card. I'm sure the undercard will be very good. And um, I think the zone has gone back down in price. I was saying about this last Thursday. But I will yeah, double check that. It was back to 199. But yeah, fantastic, fantastic um, array of stuff coming up for us to watch. And, you know, viewers alike who watch that we will be covering it. And uh, yeah, Chris, where can the viewers find you? Anything going on this week? No, I've just had a week off. So I'm back in work tomorrow, which is a uh, whoo, great. Um, no, mate, just fights, isn't it? This weekend's UFC 268. You know, this weekend's been absolutely brilliant with fights, you know, on both combat sports. And um, going into this weekend, Usman, Covington, Canelo plan to like a, a combat person's wet dream, really, isn't it? Absolutely. So many big fights this weekend. You know, leading up, we've still got big, big fights to come in December, as well as you just said with Conor Ben and Katie Taylor. We've got Dustin Poirier. Uh, versus Charles Oliveira, Leon Edwards versus Jorge Masvidal, um, Max Holloway's fighting in a couple of weeks against Yaya Rodriguez on a fight night card. So there's lots and lots of uh, Marv Wharton fights coming this way. Uh, mate, I can't wait to cover it and I can't wait to watch it. Absolutely. We are in podcast form, as you can see across the banner at the bottom there. So please, if you like audio, if you like your podcast in audio form, we recommend that you, you know, listen to us in audio form as well. I had a lot of people in America listening. We've had some ratings, some viewer ratings that we weren't expecting, Chris. Yeah, so yeah. yeah that's been nice, as we've said. But yeah, you can get us on, on the podcast apps as well. You know, so don't forget, if you're into your Spotify and Apple podcasts, then yeah, uh, highly recommended to get us in audio form. And uh, yeah, Chris, I think this has been episode 37 of Powerful.TV Big Fight Weekly. And we will see you next week for episode 38 with all the post-fight drama mm. from UFC 268 and Canelo versus Plant Undisputed at Super Middleweight. See you next week. Can't wait, and I'll see you next week. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.